The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present, and future. This is episode 113. I'm Scott. And I'm Rich. Today, we're going to do a little bit of catch-up, talk about the games we've been playing, and then cover all that sweet news that has been going on. Like, apparently, FF16 is almost ready. What? But first, let's catch up. Rich, uh, it's been, what, about a, about a month since we've done one of these? I uh, had so. a, it's had been a couple of weeks. Yeah, we've got lots of yeah. news. But uh, first off, what have you been playing in the last several weeks? So I have been playing, obviously, Final Fantasy XIII because of the RPG Club, which is going very well. Uh, but most of my time has been dedicated to playing Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. And I am happy to announce, and I've been bragging about this all the time, is I actually beat it. Wow. Crazy. That's a, <laughs> I, that's a, a chunky game, too. It was. Uh, the weird part is, like, I put in the Discord that I beat the game, and I can't remember who asked me if it was, like, Frost or, or Kazlo was, like, you know, how long? It was, like, 42 hours. And, like, that's it. Apparently, this game is, like, 100-plus hours. What, it's a you, decent game. You, did you speed run it? Apparently, <laughs> I guess I don't know. I finished it at level seventy-eight. Uh, all my characters at seventy-eight, so that's honestly the highest I've ever been into a final boss battle. Usually, when I fight final bosses, like in those RPG style games, I'm usually like level sixty-ish, like mm-hmm. I don't do extras. But you told me to do some side stuff, so I, I was doing some side things. Okay. Um, but yeah, I gotta say, I I love this game. That was. Total surprise for me. Um, I can see why a lot of people from like the Nintendo world love it. Yeah, I I can't. I think it was last year that I played it. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but um, I I really liked it, too. It got its hooks in me. Oh, yeah. Like towards the middle of it, it was like I was trudging through it. And I was like, man, this is not catching me. And then the middle just grabbed. And I was like, oh, crap. So there I are just some slower parts through. of the game. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess my main complaint about it would be just the sheer amount of side shit there is if you're oh, a completionist God. like me. <laughs> oh, God. It was so Every time I'd go back to a place, it was like, hey, there's more side quests. I'm like, son mm-hmm. of a bitch. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then I didn't put this on the list, but I fired up Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I'm already 10 hours into that. And I'm only in Chapter 3. Wow. 
this rate, you might, uh, you're probably going to beat it way before I do. I haven't started yeah. it yet, but that's after I beat uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm gonna. That's my next game. So yes, I think like I said I think you'll really enjoy that. Um, I'm waiting for Nintendo on their website to to fire up the pre-order for the special edition for the Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So I really want that since I can't get a hold of Xenoblade Chronicles Two Special Edition. Um, I mean, I can, but I'm not paying six hundred dollars for that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nope. So. It's already had the definitive edition, the special one for the Xenoblade Chronicles, but you know, oh well, I guess my collection will have a hole in it. Um, Sad, yeah. But other than that, that's that's pretty much what I focused in on was just getting Xenoblade Chronicles done. Um, I just honestly, it's one of my top tier games. I I love. So yeah, we're gonna have to do a review on that in yes. the coming weeks. Then uh, yeah, I'll have to fire that uh, old dock up and. And get it made. That'll be a beefy one. I'm thinking. Oh of, God! Thinking of Xenoblade Chronicles review might be a three parter. <laughs> Already, yeah. There's a lot of stuff with that for sure. All right. Well, good job on finishing that. I'm proud of you, sir. Yay! We'll talk about. I've, I've finished two games. Yeah. Non RP, non club games. That's something. What was the other one? Uh, the- Gears of War Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we can't review that one. No. Um, I've been playing a lot as usual, so I'll, I'll try to speed run this. A lot. Final Fantasy 13, of course. Um, and then last week I had a long 14 hour super stream uh, to celebrate hitting 777 followers on Twitch. Uh, played a bunch of games during that. Had a lot of fun. Um, thanks again, to everybody that's listening that showed up, hung out at some point. But outside of that, um, had some Horizon Forbidden West. I have explored the entire map up until you get to the ocean. So I still got a little chunk of the map left with whatever land masses across the water. Um, I've got all three of, I'm not going to say what, but like the MacGuffins you need, like your quest items that you've been going for. So I just need to take those back to base. So that's where I'm at in that. Had a lot of fun. I started cheating. If I'm not doing a story thing or like an actual side quest, if, if I just run into like a random enemy, I just turn it to story difficulty. To make it oh. go faster. Nice. <laughs> but I keep it on normal for the okay. actual quests. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Let's just clear that up. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It just, there's so much to do in the game. It's like, I just <laughs> want to get through it. Um, been playing the Life is Strange True Colors Wavelengths DLC. Uh, about halfway through that, it so far it kind of sucks. Just, just being honest. <laughs> I heard I've heard that I've heard that some people are not that, that love the life is strange series. Not really too much fond of this one. Yeah, it's true. Colors was OK, but it was like one of the weaker entries in the series. Um, and that, and now that I'm playing the DLC, the DLC is just boring, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, been playing a lot of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I did beat that, but I think I beat it last time I did one of these. Um, yes, but I've been playing a lot of stuff to get like 100 percent on that. Uh, Bravely Default 2, playing that. Uh, I'm in Chapter 2. This game's kicking my ass, Rich. Dude, it's hard. <laughs> I don't understand why this game is so freaking hard. Like, <laughs> I am I think I'm in Chapter 3. Um, I had to put it down for a while, but man, it is... It's a little rough, for sure. Yeah, I'm like constantly running out of MP. Um, you run into like these groups of six enemies... And it's like this battle is going to take forever. 
uh, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, but I, I am enjoying it. The battle system is really fun. And there was, with the story, the twist at the end of chapter one, um, what, like blew my mind. So I'm going to try to keep at it. I spent some time. We, Corey and I went to the beach yesterday while we were, while I was in the car ride. I was just grinding and bravely default to trying to get up there. So hopefully, hopefully I'll like, I keep hoping I'll overcome like some kind of level leveling herd uh, curve and then won't have any trouble for the rest of the game. But yeah, <laughs> <see>. <laughs> um, I fired Chrono Trigger back up randomly yesterday because I, I discovered by looking at my Steam achievements that somehow I had missed two endings. Uh oh. Um, but luckily one of them was the main ending. So for some reason it didn't pop the first time I beat it. Okay. That's um, weird. And then the other one I had a save file really close to it. So Oh so did you do it? Yeah. I now okay. have the Steam well, you don't get platinums on Steve, but hundred percent achievements. Okay. Uh, been playing some Sonic Mania. That's been a lot of fun. I also booted up uh, Zelda Link's Awakening, the original D- or the Game Boy Color version, because I learned that Bill and Brett from Skeleton House are secretly playing that with the intent of reviewing it. Of course they are. <laughs> so uh, they did it because like l- apparently Bill didn't like my score for the Link's Awakening remake, so they were <laughs> gonna like boost up the original, and I was just like, oh no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Link's Awakening is a short enough game to where I can plow through that. Um, for the Chrono Cross RPG side club that we're running right now, uh, we're currently playing through Radical Dreamers. So I did beat that. And I'm currently working on getting all the alternate endings. But each ending has taken me about 50 minutes to get, so it, it adds up. I liked Radical Dreamers. It's it's a tricky game to talk about just because of the nature of it. It's like you, you watched me stream it. Yeah. It's text adventure. Yeah. It's like Oregon trail almost, uh, except for even less interactivity to God. There's, it, it's more like a choose your own adventure, but I've played lots of visual novel type games like the Ace Attorney games. There's not a lot of interaction like the map other than navigating the, the map and maybe random battles, which there aren't a ton of, it doesn't give you a lot of choices, but I will say I was playing the fourth alternate ending and that, uh, a couple days ago and the right, like I was actually laughing out loud cause it was like a joke ending kind of, and uh, it was really funny, but look forward to a review on that with, uh, Bill and myself at some point soon. I know he's putting out a bonus episode this week about, um, radical dreamers. So keep your ear to the ground. I also beat, Corey and I beat It Takes Two, finally. That was really fun. Um, it's a really good game. I can I can kind of see now why it won Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards last year. I personally think that's a little hyperbole, but mm. it's really unique. I enjoyed it a lot. If you got a friend that you want to play with, friend, a partner, whatever, I recommend it. Now, and- did it save you and Corey? <laughs> our, our marriage is intact. It solved all our relationship problems. <laughs> Things have been good. <laughs> so what? Okay, so let me ask you: this, What's your next boyfriend's dream? I'm not sure exactly. Um, we we never did finish the Box Boy plus Box Girl game mm. on the Switch, and so we might go back to that. He had another idea recently that I can't remember, but I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll decide later. Okay. 
And then finally, I also beat uh, Barrio Land. One. Wow, that's like a three jingles for me. That's what I happens. Mean, this is normal for you yeah. to be. It's just like rare that I beat a game. Mario Land's a short game, though. So I, I got through it in just like two or three streams. Um, that was a fun game. Nice little Mario platformer. Not much to say about it. Oh, I forgot to say I also got the platinum, and it takes two off stream. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you did say you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Good times. And that's it. Sorry. I've been doing playing a lot of games. This uh the streaming thing has exacerbated the issue <laughs> as far as how many games I'm playing. So Yeah, you play a lot. Anyway, okay. any personal updates or anything outside of gaming? Uh no, not really. Just the new dog is running around. Well, I should say he runs and falls and then goes to sleep. Um no. Yeah. It's pretty much the basement stuff's almost coming to a close. I'm just waiting on my plumber. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Nothing crazy. I bet it was nice since you were like quarantined to the basement. Not because of COVID, people. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Something wild. But <laughs> it, you just got, got to enjoy your work for a minute, I guess. Cause you, I did. Yeah. You had the big TV set up, like all your furniture's down there. So mm-hmm. that's nice. It was, it was nice. I, I got to play. On the big screen, I even hooked up my Switch to the big TV. Wow. I don't do that normally. How big is the TV again? It is a 75-inch. Jesus. That's uh, that's huge. Could have gone bigger. <laughs> is it 4K? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, on our end, we're closing on our new house Wednesday, so I'm in, we're now homeowners. Yay. Yay. That's, that's a big thing going on with us right now. A lot Welcome of stress. Welcome to debt. <laughs> it's an investment it is an investment the what's the housing market crash like two weeks from now yeah but the thing well ooh, that would not be good no you. <laughs> no it wouldn't be <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's pretty much it so moving on to the show updates real quick the rpg club for those that don't know is a segment that we do every other week on this show think of it like a book club but for rpgs we, along with the members of the community, play through the same sections of the same game at the same time. There's deadlines, checkpoints, and everything. The current game is Final Fantasy 13, and the current checkpoint is to complete Chapter 5, which is the Gapro Whitewood chapter. Uh, you'll know you're done after you see a scene where Snow boards an air bike. And that is due by May 15th, which is a Sunday. Well, no, wait, that's not right. I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like we're, we're in the past. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think it's the, uh, it's the 29th. Yeah, that sounds right. Let me just yep. double check. Yeah, that's right. May 29th. So uh, that's a week from today as of this recording, even less if you're listening to this uh, when it comes out. Uh, there is a Chrono Cross RPG club side club. Like I mentioned, if you guys want to play along with Chrono Cross as well. That's in our Discord, so you can find the link to that on our pinned tweet on Twitter or in our show notes. Uh, the only other announcement we have is that the Materia Lockdown is still ongoing. This is a charity challenge for Final Fantasy VII. Um, it basically creates a job system for for your Final Fantasy VII characters. So you can find out more about that by going to materialockdown.com. All right, Rich, you ready to move on to the news? We got some big items here. Let's do this. Hear ye, hear ye, gather round for all your news. Stop 
your clutter and listen close. Alas, you won't believe your ears. Listen close for the news. All right, MMO correspondent. What's going on uh, first? All right. So uh, FF14 patch 6.1 is live, which brings in some of the updates to it where almost all of A Realm Reborn is playable solo. So what that means is it's not really a a saw like a hard reset, like some people were speculating is what I'm looking at. Uh, it's more of a bulk of the patch, you know, some of those common adventures, things like that in the Realm Reborn, uh, make it so that you can go through it solo, such as some of the, uh, I say, dungeon runs and, and whatnot. Um, so really, that is good, in a sense, for a lot of players that... One can't seem to find people to play. Don't have you know free companies. Um, you know it's hard to you know find a, a free company to be a part of, or you know just finding friends that you kind of connect with. Um, I do know that Final Fantasy fourteen does have a vast amounts of, of people on there, which can be a little overwhelming. Um, but you know if you find a good one, that's a pretty good people in there. I know our our guy Mo Reigns, He's uh, does he still play fourteen? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, he's got a good community over there. There's a lot of people out there that are starting communities that are you know, starting to dip their toes into 14. Um, it is a beast for sure. But with some of these new changes, what the patch is doing is making it much easier for you to play. So do we know if um, how long it's going to take before like everything is soloable? Um, no, it doesn't say anything like I haven't heard any rumors on that. Um, if I had to guess... It's probably going to be another year or so before, like, you get up to Stormblood. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Heaven's Ward is is almost there, but it doesn't seem like the whole Realm Reborn is is live for Solo. I think I can't remember if it was Kazlo or Kaboski in the Discord. You know, two K names. I get them mixed up, <laughs> but uh, one of them told me that you can probably expect, you know, maybe 2023 before they're all. Or not 2023, but like a long time, maybe even 2024, which would be crazy. But that's what I think. Yeah, the thing is, like these solo, uh, making this this shit solo, like that's very attractive to me. Like, I, yeah, that makes me want to like go in and play it. Um, because I, you know, the only reason I don't play these MMOs is because I don't play MMOs. So, yeah. <laughs> anybody like they, just they, go in and solo the story without worrying about other people, and other people's timelines and schedules, that'd be great. Yeah, because it does, it does, like I said, it does get overwhelming. Um, there's just, like you said, you do have to rely on people to do like some of these big massive dungeon runs, raids, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Now, there's a side note to this. Now, it's not an actual official deal. It's something that I've seen out there being talked about. This kind of goes along with what me and Scott have been talking about off stream. Is um, we're both deciding to get a Steam Deck. Like he's already get mine, got getting reserved. The rumor is 14 is getting ready to there's talks of it going to the steam deck as well being compatible. Okay. Which would be kind of nice. Um, I guess they haven't confirmed that either way. Have they? No, they haven't, but I've seen rumors that it's, it's being talked about and discussed on the uh, behind the scenes. Um, it would make sense. Yeah. I mean, okay. that would honestly like, you know, with the Final Fantasy 10 mobile that they were going to do that got scrapped, even though it was in development for like 10 years or whatever. 11. Yeah. 11. Um, that got scrapped. And so now this would be appeasing to a lot of people if it's Steam Deck mobile um, using one of these like handheld systems, not as opposed to mobile devices. 
So we yeah, shall see. Most likely be really be 2025. Cool. I mean, for me, it would be a, a stream game if I were to play it, most likely. Yeah. Um, just because that's not something Corey would be interested in. But it's also tricky for me because I've, I personally think watching Final Fantasy XIV is boring. So it is. <laughs> I've spent many hours watching people play it, mostly for the the streamer themselves, though, not the the what the game they're playing. I like the story though, that from what I've seen. It's supposed to be pretty good. I'm curious what they're going to do next, though. Um, you know, I haven't got there. You know, I haven't played FF14 in a long time. Uh, but I'm curious on how the story is going to keep evolving. Like, because it just wrapped up a big, a big chunk of it. So, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> but that's that's the 14 news. Awesome. All right. So, let's talk about something else. Something totally different. Here's our main different story game. of the day. The main story. All right. So... Uh, By the way, guys, a lot of the most of the news this week is going to be Square Enix and Final Fantasy. There's so there's been a lot of chatter on yes. that front. Um, so uh, how do you say is it? Nakia? Yoshi P. Yoshi P. That's what I thought. Yoshi P gives a Final Fantasy 16 update. The quote on that is we are at the final development. So what, when you hear that, what do you think, Scott? Final development. That means like all that's left is to me like localization and voice acting and like that type of thing. But like, I think they've started working on that in tandem like a long time ago. Yeah. So, so basically what has happened is they came out with a deal like the series. Um, it was announced in 2020. Seems like a long time ago. Um, doesn't seem like that long. Um, Maybe director- we had hopes that it would come out in 2021 based on what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yes. That was terrible. Uh, we should never have thought that. Um, so, releases of the Final Fantasy T-shirts. So you have sixteen different T-shirts, which obviously is Final Fantasy sixteen. So that's celebrating the thirty-fifth anniversary. Um, Yoshi P, you know, who's the director and producer of FF fourteen, who is also doing the um, producer for Final Fantasy sixteen. Which a lot of people believe that this is a good sign because uh, Yoshi P is the isn't he the 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 reason why 14 survived yeah i mean he basically so, brought it back from saved. the brink of death right yep <laughs> uh so they're aiming to have final Fantasy 16 the quote that he says we aim for final Fantasy 16 to have a better unison in story and gaming experiences single player game uh, unlike the online game that depicts multiple players simultaneously ff16 focused on the individual so the state of immersion into the story will be different I feel like the story will be very deep. So that's hopeful. Um, bring back past enthusiasm uh, for people who grew, grew into adults, um, got to know society. Uh, real life is not easy, like in the game. Uh, so sounds like a, I I mean, expect, a dark story, which yeah, was, was that's kind good. of it, You can infer that from the, the one trailer we saw too, I think. But yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for the story. Um, because I do love a deep, dark story on Final Fantasies. Um, that's what 16 or 15 was in a sense, kind of, uh, it teetered on that briefly, um, until we actually got to see what the actual story was supposed to be. And mm-hmm. we were kind of all disappointed. Uh, so there's that. Uh-huh. Let's see I think a lot of the got. people were kind of let down by that orig- original trailer. Like it didn't do anything for them. So I think that what we could use at this point, it's been long enough is another trailer. Which leads me into my next thing. Uh, so 
they're seemingly uh, working on the finale of the development, which means Yoshi P has already talked about there is going to be a trailer coming soon. Good. And the speculation is in like a month, which is going to be the Final Fantasy, thir- uh, Final Fantasy series 35th anniversary. So we could be seeing a lot of stuff coming in the next month or so. Yeah. regarding Final Fantasy 16 and, and trailers and, and whatnot. Um, Maybe around E3 polishing. time. I know they're not doing E3 this year. but Yeah, but it's around that roughly that timeline. Um, the quote that he says is, from this point, we're focusing on playing it through, polishing, debugging, and thoroughly optimizing. So I think we're going to take a little longer. It's already come together considerably. I feel like we should spend a little more time in that area. So they're they're really polishing. They're taking their time. They're going to do a lot of stuff to it. Um, but the trailer, I think, is from the words, is it's coming. That's exciting. Because um, yes. we were supposed to find out, some uh, get like another trailer last year, right? And yes. then there was that news story where he was like, sorry, we need to, it's not ready. So that was a little concerning. But I actually appreciate that. I really do. I'd rather not get the whole swap of a trailer and it not really be the same thing. Because if you remember correctly, the Final Fantasy 15 trailer before it came out was totally different than the game that we got. So (laughs) remember when they did the, uh, I forget what the name of the event was, but the, they announced the final fantasy 15 release date. It was like a big press conference. They made a huge deal. And then (laughs) they still had to delay it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that again. Um, That was before we did the show. Um, I wish we'd have done the show during that time, but you know, then they announced, I don't square Enix. I know you listen to us. I know you admire our thoughts and process. Mm-hmm. Do not do a movie. Yeah, let's hope not. Do, just don't do mobile games. Don't do side stuff. Just do the game. Yeah. I love Kingslave. I actually did like Kingslave. But don't waste your time. Don't waste your time and money. Just focus. Can we oh. trust them to not do that? I've, no. <laughs> it's, it's like how much control will Yoshi P have over, have over it, I guess. Well, the thing is, though, he probably has a lot of pull. Yeah. Consider that he's he handles one of the biggest cash cows that they offer. It's true. So he could probably say, "No, not doing that. Just just stick to the game." So yeah, I I have uh, I'm holding out hope for this. I know maybe some people weren't excited by the action, like the game, the, the way the gameplay was looking in that original trailer. But it's been so long, and I think uh, Yoshi P also said that when he came out with the next trailer, he wanted it to be like basically close to release at that point. So yeah, that's exciting. I, th- I think we're getting it this year, man. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. But anyway, that's all we got on that. All right. So let's talk, let's talk final fantasy seven, 25th anniversary. Wow. We're old. Does that make you, yeah. It makes me feel, <laughs> it old, makes me sure. feel old. Uh, so basically, there is 20 there's news coming next month according to the legend Tetsuya Nomura. So yeah, we shall see about that. It's interesting how it's co- kind of coinciding too though with the Final Fantasy 16 stuff. You would think that they would definitely want to stagger that out a little bit more. Yeah. So according to uh, Nomura, there is going to be a publishing information related to the, the Final Fantasy 7's 25th anniversary during a special promotional stream for uh, the Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale spinoff, The First Soldier. So he's 
he doesn't really say much, but there's a lot of speculation of, of some things happening. Um, there is rumors of the Final Fantasy VII remake part two. There's rumors of Ever Crisis. There's also rumors of a, I really seriously hope this happens. I, I do like I'm, I'm gunning for it. Um, the remake or remaster of Crisis Core. Like, mm. I would love that. I don't I know. Just love it. <laughs> I can't really say one way or the don't, other on that, I don't, guess. Don't you crush my dreams, Scott. Don't, don't crush them. It just feels like they would I know have you're done trying to be realistic. if they were going to. I don't know. But that's um, the thing. Maybe they're waiting for the 25th anniversary. I don't know. Yeah. So, we really haven't heard anything about Ever Crisis since it was announced. Um, yeah. I know, so I know First Soldier came out, and you tried to play it and <sighs> couldn't even get logged in, right? No, I got logged in. Okay. It sucks. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. See, and I, we all love Final Fantasy. We love Final Fantasy VII. We love all these Final Fantasy games for one particular reason, the storyline and what they've done with it. When you start pulling off these side stuff, you run the risk of it just being terrible. Yeah. Um, especially a mobile game. And doing it like, you know what? Let's do a Fortnite type of game of Final Fantasy. No. Pass. So... Yeah, we'll sh- we shall see. But there's going to be a lot of merchandise coming out for Final Fantasy VII, the 25th anniversary. So obviously, we're going to see different characters and designs and, and T-shirts and statues and whatnot. But yeah, let's hope that the, it's getting close to like time for a trailer for part two. This was this was a pipe dream, I guess. But I was kind of hoping since they already had all these assets that they made for part one, that it wouldn't be you know four or five years for part two. Um. <sighs> uh, and I know it would be weird for them to release this release it close to 16. That just doesn't make sense. But well, what if they staggered them out? They did uh, part two, six or 16, part two, the next year, and then the following year, whatever they were going to do, and then the following year for that, part three. You know, they stagger them out, then fine. Yeah. But here's here's a lot of things. I don't know if you've noticed in the news and and whatnot. Uh, Square Enix has been doing some things on their business side such as selling off studios and closing things down. Yep. So we're going to talk about that in just a bit. Yep. So why don't we just move on to the next part? (laughs) Yep. So there is some more Final Fantasy VII related news that came out just a little bit later than that last one. Oh, um, oh, what was that? I forget. Um, There is a new trademark that was actually filed for Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII bar, bar line. Final bar line. So th- that's all we know um, is, is the trademark they filed. Uh, the The article here speculates that bar line brings to mind sheet music. So it could be some kind of uh, Square Enix rhythm game, such as theater rhythm or melody of memory. Or a bar. <laughs> yeah, or just a bar. Yeah, it takes place at 7th Heaven. Yeah. There's, they also renewed their trademark for Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. So that's... Um, a lot of people are speculating that maybe that means they're going to bring it to Steam. Um, right now, it's only on the Epic Game Store. That um, it seems a little bit of a logic leap to me, but you never know, I guess. And then they also trademarked Labyrinth Striker, which who knows what that is. That's weird. Um, the port It's actually a trademark of a portmanteau, like Labyrinth Striker, like one word, but who knows. So, who knows what Square Enix is going to be doing there, but it's some interesting stuff. If you'll remember, Rich, um, we got the trademarks for First Soldier and Ever Crisis like only a week or two before 
that news dropped. So, oh yeah, crazy. Maybe we'll hear about this soon, or maybe some of it's related to that Final Fantasy VII uh, 25th anniversary event that they're going to do. It could. Who knows? All right, maybe I should have put this next story right next to 16. But um, Final Fantasy 15 has finally hit 10 million sales. Um, I remember back before 15 came out, there was, I forget who said it, but basically they were going to consider FF15 a, a failure if it didn't hit 10 million sales. So I don't know if they meant sooner than now, but I guess <laughs> it's finally hit that benchmark, you know, what is it like five years later, six years? I thought later? it was five, five million. They had it hit it before five. I'm not sure. Eh, but yeah, I, I remember the, that conversation. Yeah. Um, so I know you're a big 15 fan, so yep. congratulations. On, I mean, I like the game. I think it's a good game. Um, just, I think the, the, the Royal version is the best. Yeah. And I know Corey wants to replay part of that or the Royal edition at some point soon. So that might be on the horizon. Uh, I still think it was funny because, uh, you know, I used to play final fantasy record keeper, the mobile game, which retails a lot of the stories of the, the various final fantasy games. And I got towards the end of the final fantasy 15 story and it started describing like all these cutscenes <laughs> that I don't remember. And like, there was a few bosses. I'm like, I didn't fight that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so, that's not there. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is based on the Royal Edition. I'm I'm happy. I really am that Final Fantasy 10 or uh, 15 did 10 million in sales. I I do like that because it was such an underrated game um, for what they tried to do with it. It did yeah. have its flaws. I know that 100. Um, percent You know, the story looked amazing at first, and then we got to the story, and I was like, eh, okay. Um, you know, I enjoy it. I still, I'm still happy. Yeah, but I mean, that's really all we can say about that. So it's good that Final Fantasy 15 gets a, a little bit of recognition, I guess. I probably should have given you this story, but so Square Enix is holding a Saga series official live stream on May 31st. Rich, oh, I will not be there. What's what's the saga? Oh, God. <laughs> it's no. Final Fantasy Legend. No, um. So Square Enix has been spending a lot, uh, giving Saga quite a bit of attention um, as far as, you know, reusing its old IPs in the past couple of years. Uh, we got the Saga Frontier remaster. There was the collection of Saga, Romancing Saga 2, Romancing Saga 3. So we don't really know what is going to be revealed during this stream. But not that long ago, he uh, the series... Producer Akatoshi Kawazu has set he's teased some upcoming announcements. Let's see, in April 2021, he said Square was making a new Saga game, and then in June 2021, he said that he was planning remasters for some of the remaining Saga games in the franchise's catalog. And then in December, he said that he is currently working on a remaster, a remake, and a new game in the saga series. So saga fans are eating good soon. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. You know, I've never played a saga game and I know rich is not a fan. So yeah, 
I know uh, Disa really loves Romancing Saga too. I've heard that one's pretty good. But we'll see what comes out of that. But not being Saga heads, we don't have much else to say. All right, this was a, a big news story. I was kind of, de- you know, debating what's the, what's the bigger news item that's happened in these past few weeks. Is it the Final Fantasy 16 almost being done? Or is it what we're about to talk about next? And Rich alluded to it uh, a few minutes ago. So Square Enix has sold most of its Western properties uh, to a company called Embracer Group. This includes Crystal Dynamics, Eidos, Square Enix Montreal, and IPs such as Deus Ex, Hitman, and Tomb Raider. Uh, so, and they, from what I understand, let me pull up the details here. It was a fairly cheap transaction for all that. All right. The Whoa. total purchase price is 300 million USD. I feel like the to- the Tomb Raider IP alone might be, should be worth that much. That's probably what it was. They was like, we want, we want Tomb Raider. It's like, well, you can't have Tomb Raider. It's like, what if we, what if you take all this other stuff too? Ah, fine. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people viewed this as a very bad decision and I, I kind of lean that way too. It really seems like Square Enix does not value its Western, uh, studios and IPs that much based on this transaction. What, what do you think, Rich? Is it a mistake or? Okay. So my thought is this, looking at all of the different properties and IPs that have come out from the Western studios have not always been successful. Um, you know, Square Enix does the name carries a big, um, a big moniker on it, basically. So every time you see a Square Enix game, you're like, "Oh, this is going to look good. This is going to be great," and then it falls flat. So, you know, I know the Tomb Raider series when they redid those and started putting those out. I know they were well received, but some of these other ones were not. So, I think them getting rid of a lot of stuff, trimming out the fat, in a sense. It puts them to stop focusing on other stuff and just do what they know. Um, That's a valid point. But I also wonder, you know, they're selling the studios that were already working on these games. So it's not like there's all of a sudden this huge um, workforce that's been freed up to work on its Japanese games necessarily. Yeah, they don't have to pay for it no more, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that could be. Um, but I do know from reading the articles and everything, it's they're still keeping um, like they're going to continue with the franchise the just cause franchise outriders life is strange. There's a few things are keeping, but you know, you remember Marvel, mm-hmm. those, those things failed. Yeah. Horribly. So the Marvel uh, stuff is included in this deal. Yeah. Um, and I think Embracer group even said that they plan to con- continue the Avengers, which is kind of wild. Well, if they can do something different with it, it is what it is. I mean, Square Enix has been doing a little bit of wonky things the last couple, like, year or so, mm-hmm. last couple months. I mean, especially with that, uh, the president and CEO going, we're going to do NFT stuff. And people are like, you can go to hell. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I think they even said that the reason for this is to give them some capital to begin working on the NFT stuff, which is ironic because I think last it week, crashed. yeah, the market has crashed. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're not going to do that now. They, it, I understand NFTs and I understand all this other stuff, but in my opinion, I think this NFT and crypto stuff is really like bro stuff, uh, frat boy things. Um, they did the. Uh, I saw this article. There was like an NFT dating service they started, like Tinder or whatever, and then it shut. It like immediately shut down because it was like, sorry, the ratio of men to women is just like 
<laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, for one, the CEO needs to get a real reality check on that kind of stuff and, and not do those things with those cryptocurrencies and FTs and, and micro transactions heavily in their games. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's going to really drive the, the market down with people buying these things. Cause let's be honest, like a lot of us aren't that play these games aren't looking to make a crap ton of money inside the games. We don't do that. That's not the purpose of it. If you do that, you're going to dilute it with a bunch of bros playing these games and ruining it for us. So I can't remember who it was, but I think somebody over at Nintendo said recently that they don't see a way. Oh, it was in like a stockholder meeting. They don't see a way to make NFTs fun. So <laughs> There's not a way to do that. There's no absolute way to, to make NFTs fun. I mean, what? why? Why yeah. would you waste your time with that? Um, it's also worth noting, uh, y'all remember recently we had a news story that a new Tomb Raider game is being made. So this sale includes that. Um, and there's also a lot of people are hoping that some of these properties that have been dead for a while, such as Deus Ex, which a lot of people love the Deus Ex games. I've heard really good things. I want to play play them at some point. Uh, apparently that series ended on a cliffhanger and they just never made the third game. Um, Legacy of Kane, which is a property that's been around since ye olden times of PlayStation. Yep. Um, that's something that has been dead for a long time. People are hoping that Embracer Group will revive it and give these IPs the, the, the love that they deserve. Yeah. So it, this could be a win for us as gamers, but I think it's kind of a loss for Square Enix. I mean, I'm not the CEO, but if you think about it, I mean, Square Enix has a lot of IPs like in their vaults, you know, they've gotten too big where the fans can't, I mean, you can't keep up with the fan demand on some of these series. So selling them off to, you know, like you said, might be a blessing. Might be. I'm trying to find what I think I read some stuff about how Embracer group, is actually like a competent studio or company. Like they've been known for good stuff, but I'm having a hard time finding that now. I don't remember. I've never heard of them before. So I hadn't either, but apparently they're well known. Let's see embrace your group. If I go to their Wikipedia page, it's a Swedish video game company. Oh, formerly THQ Nordic. There we go. That explains <laughs> okay. that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait, they weren't the, competent then they go bankrupt well then they became nordic games licensing and then they became embracer group apparently uh i'm trying to see if there's like a list of games that they've done hmm i'm seeing subsidiaries there's a lot of subsidiaries okay well anyway what i read was that they should be these uh, properties should be in good hands with embracer so we'll see maybe I, th- I think that's all we could do in a, a whole episode on this, maybe or an aftercast <laughs> or something. But uh, I think we're going to, you got anything else to say about this story? No, it's just interesting. We'll have to see what happens in the next year or so. If this really does do good for the gaming community or bad. Yep. I have high hopes. So, okay. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will pick up with some more, believe it or not, non square Enix and final <laughs> fantasy stories. Holy crap. Attack on Final Fantasy is a podcast where IP tried to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. In between the weekly main episodes, I often post other bits and bobs. 
like games I play on a whim or episodes featuring my lovely wife. Help me, you've got to help me. I've been kidnapped by a podcasting lunatic. So, come and join me over at Attack on Final Fantasy, wherever you get your podcasts. I think I'm pretty much everywhere these days. You lucky, lucky people. All right, we are back. And Rich, while during the break, I did look up some information about Embracer Group. So they used to be a very small studio that focused on filling in holes in the market, such as um, karaoke games on the Wii. Uh, they realized there were none of those, so they made those. But in recent years, they have acquired many game developments and studios. And the reason like we never never heard of them is they're actually a parent company, basically. Ah, that makes um, sense. Kind of like when you, we learned that Alphabet owned Google. It's like, who the fuck's Alphabet? Um, but they own uh, Dark Horse Books, which, you know, lots of video game, like art books and lore books, things like that. Yeah. Uh, Experiment 101, which did the Biomutant series. Um, Gunfire Games, which is responsible for Darksiders and Remnant. Uh, Black Forest Games, which is Destroy All Humans. Grim Lore Games, which is Spellforce, Rainbow Studios, uh, Volition, which is in charge of Saints Row, uh, looking Free Radical Design, which is Time Splitters, <clears throat> Asper, which did the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, 3D Realms, which has Duke Nukem, uh, and more. So just, just to name a few. Damn. But yeah. So moving on to our actual next story. <laughs> All right, so this one here is a little interesting. Um, Gotham Knights cancels its PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions. So Gotham Knights was, you know, was announced uh, a couple years ago, and it was slated to release in, uh, it's coming to October. Well, it was supposed to release to PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. Uh, but they announced just recently that they are going to scrap those versions and only focus on uh, next gen ones, which honestly, I think it's coming for a lot of game studios. So you're going to start you're going to start seeing a lot of studios not do this or start do these things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically the story on this one. So the the Gotham Knights, I didn't realize this until I was reading the story um, is a game starring Batman's various sidekicks. So yep. you play as Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Red and Hood. Red Hood. And I think that's a really cool idea. Like I like that concept. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because Batman has gone missing or he's dead. And they're just keeping up the the battle for it. So um yeah, we'll see how this all plays out. But if you have a PS4 or an Xbox One, sorry. Yeah. I think it's a good move though. Yeah. Well. It's about time. All right, so surprising no one, Elden Ring has made another sales milestone. They have surpassed 13.4 million units sold worldwide. And of uh, let's see, the last time we checked in with them, they had 12 million sales. Uh, and just for some perspective, apparently the entire Dark Souls franchise uh, reached 13 million units shortly after the release of Dark Souls 3. So... Damn. Elden Ring has already, like, its sales are phenomenal, unheard of, crazy. And I, I know a lot of people that love Elden Ring. 
like it's like it's their favorite game now. So uh, I don't know. I can't play it. So yeah, uh, I don't want to play it. <laughs> right, exactly. So good job, Elden Ring. Uh, you're taking the world by storm. I imagine it's going to get a lot of Game of the Year awards this year, if not all of them, for better or for worse. But we'll uh, sure. we'll keep our ear to the ground on this one. All right, so we've covered this a few times, only because it's been delayed a few times. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunts, PlayStation 5 and Xbox X and S uh, versions are now coming in Q4 of 2022. As you remember, Scott, this has been talked about several times in the last year and a half, um, but it kept getting delayed because of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. But now we actually have, it is coming to uh, plan release there. Um, it's the complete edition, so you're going to get a brand new look of the game, of an old game. That's basically it. So um, they did announce that they are working on a new uh, Witcher game developed in the Unreal Engine 5. So you're going to see a lot of nice uh, upgrades from that, but they decided to work on those and get it out. Um, we'll be coming out in Q4 of this year, hopefully. Yeah. And this it was delayed previously, like you said, right? Yeah, it was delayed like three or four times, I think. But it's nice to have a, a con- well, it's not concrete since it's just Q4, but it's nice to know, like, have a window, I guess. Yeah. I do want to play Witcher 3 eventually. Who knows if I'll ever actually get to it, but yep. Uh, so it's good to have that. Yes. All right, so this one here, I need to get a little more familiar on this one, but I do know that it is, we're going to talk about the PlayStation Plus Premium Deluxe stuff here now for a couple minutes. Um the first thing is you will be able to play some PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 RP or PS1, PS2, PSP, and PS3 RPGs that are on this new service that you're gonna be able to play. There's gonna be other games as well, but you know, that's kind of nice with this new service. Um, let's kind of those that are under these- a rock. Um, Sony is combining their PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now services into a multi-tiered thing where you can pay more to get access to older games and the classic content, which is, I think what a lot of our audience will be interested in is unfortunately on the highest tier. So, (laughs) yep. So if you want to, I've got a breakdown of this here. If you want, if you live in the United States and you want the premier deluxe pricing or deluxe stuff to get access to some of these games, you're going to be paying either $17 and 99 cents a month or 49 99 quarterly every three months or $119 and 99 cents yearly. So about, $18, $50, or $120 if you live there. Now, in Europe, $16.99, say it's the same pricing there. uh, United Kingdom is $13.49 monthly, $39.99 quarterly, or $99.99 yearly. And those are, I believe, pounds, right? That's Uh, a symbol for pound. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Um, So a couple things that we can look at uh, right off the bat of PS2, two original RPGs that are coming on that. You've got Ark the Lad, Twilight of the Spirits, Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2, Rogue Galaxy, and Wild Arms 3. Um, They haven't updated any uh, PSP ones yet for RPGs. um, That's because this initial release will only have one PSP game (laughs) available. It's like some random one too, isn't it? Yeah. Hang on, I've, I've got it here somewhere. PSP, let me just control F on this page. Uh, Super Stardust Portable, which is not an yeah. RPG, whatever that is. No, 
Um, and for PS3 games that is coming out on this thing, the only one RPG-wise on PS3 is uh, Demon Souls. So they will be updating this just like, you know, think of Game Pass in a sense. Um, it's just or Xbox or excuse me, PlayStation is kind of late to the game, late to the party on this one. And Nintendo uh, Switch Online. Yeah, it, it, Nintendo Switch Online beat PlayStation. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, um, nothing quite yet. On you've got on your PlayStation One catalog, uh, Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, IQ Intelligence Cube, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, Super Stardust Portable, uh, Mr. Driller, Tekken Two, War, Worms, World Party, Worms, Ar- Armageddon. That's yeah. those. Um, they're original classics, and the list is out there, but there's not a lot of. So, I will say. Um, for their PS4, PS5 content, that list is actually pretty dang solid. It's like, yes, it's basically every game, every game Sony has done on those consoles, you'll be able to play with this service for free, quote unquote. Um, but the classic stuff is pretty lacking, honestly, in my opinion, the, uh, I know they're going to add more, but it really seems like they weren't able to get a lot of the third-party support I was kind of hoping for, for uh, that. Yeah. I mean, they do have a little bit of third-party stuff, um, particularly from 2K Games and, and Capcom, that type of thing. But the it pales in comparison to the catalog that you can currently uh, buy games from on the PS3 and uh, Vita. Yep. A lot of those RPGs out there in the Vita stuff, as soon as that store goes down, it's done. So unless they're going to start migrating those over, because, I mean, there's a lot of, of good RPGs out there that we can't get a hold of. Um, Legends of Legaia, uh, Legends of Dragoon, uh, for example, are some ones. I mean, Legends of Legaia, you can't get a hold of at all. Yeah. Um, um, I will point out, though, that there was one detail included in this announcement that uh, had not been said previously. So apparently, if you've bought any of these classic games... Uh, on PS3 and Vita previously, uh, you don't have to have the service to play those games if it is on the service. So um, say, for example, if you had downloaded, uh, I don't know, uh, Ape Escape 1 on your PS3 and Vita, without being a PS Plus subscriber at all, you can, when that goes live, you can download and play Ape Escape on your PS4 or PS5 for free, which is actually really cool. Yeah, well... I'm really hoping that is because my library on my Vita is pretty stacked. Yeah, so I gotta that'd be it. nice to start transitioning those. <laughs> my Vita so. is basically my PlayStation One emulation device. So <laughs> yep, that's how I feel about that too. Yeah. So, um, so hopefully they expand the service a lot in the coming months. But as it stands now, I'm not tempted by this price tag. It's nope. it was going to have to be a lot more robust for me to. I mean, if they. You know, if it was even close to what you could buy on the PS3 and Vita, it would be a no-brainer for me. Yeah, but we'll right now I'll stick to get. I'll stick to Game Pass. Yeah, much better <laughs> deal. IMO. Okay, and this last story I thought would be a bit of a lighter note to end on. Uh, just a kind of a joke thing. So a couple weeks or a couple months back, or however long it was, Square Enix revealed this beautiful collector's edition uh, statuette of. Terra from Final Fantasy VI on a Magitek armor, and I believe Mog is on the statue as well. It looks really cool. Like I honestly yeah. wouldn't mind having this thing. 
Well, they revealed the price tag and uh, $12,000. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so that's 1,485,000 uh, yen in Japan, which translates to 11500 I think I was following somebody on Twitter who put this item in their cart just to see. And after taxes and shipping and all that that gets added on, it was going to be over 13000 Oh, my God. Which is just crazy. They're only producing 600 units uh, worldwide, so that's one reason. It's it's very rare. Uh, and then once the 600 orders are in, it'll be closed, and that's that. The statue is one-sixth scale, so I'm not sure exactly how big that is, but I imagine it's you know fairly a fairly chunky, large statue. However, the beyond this ridiculousness, uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi, the father of Final Fantasy, no longer with the company, famously, the Gooch, <laughs> he quote tweeted this announcement on Twitter, and it basically said that, I'm trying to find the actual tweet. His, his deal was, Square Enix, are you okay? <laughs> That's how the tweet ended. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of a shade. From the Gooch. I thought that was really funny. Because he created those. He created one through five or one through he created six. Yeah. He's part of that. So yeah, I is being that person who created those and seeing them do this, I'd be pissed. I I would not be happy about that because that's that is ridiculous. Um, like I get it, it's only six hundred being made, but like who the hell's gonna buy this? Yeah. So I have a Google Translate version of the tweet here, which is very borderline nonsensical. But it says, this isn't there. Even from the diorama production cost of Fantasian, isn't this a little dangerous? Is it okay, Square Enix? (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know if it it truly was Square Enix, are you okay? Or is it okay, Square Enix? Both are funny, but are you okay is funnier. Are you going to get it's this? Like losing money. Are you going to get this statue? Yeah, Rich? already ordered. Done. Okay. It's <laughs> you, coming to my house. You, you ordered July. eight, right? I ordered. I ordered a lot of them, and I will be the only one. I had to mortgage off my house, and yeah, I'm just kidding. Whoever buys this is crazy. Like I, I know there's big collectors of Final Fantasy stuff out there, but there is no way. Like I, Dave even says like we're not like I'm not going to buy that. Like that's that's just ridiculous. I know a couple of very hardcore uh, Final Fantasy collectors on Twitter, and they were like lamenting this because, you know, they really wanted it, but (laughs) just... I mean, started OnlyFans. Mm, There you go. Uh, But I guess that's it. So, listeners, you let us know if you are one of the lucky 600 that ordered this (laughs) thing. Good luck. So, moving on to the... That's the end of our news. Moving on to the RPG releases. In the last week, we got Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That's everything, I guess, um, on May 19th. Also on the 19th was Decision Red Days on the PC. On the 20th, we got Dolmen that came to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Not Switch, notably. And then on the 25th, the mobile game, Nino Kuni Crossworlds, uh, was released. So... I wonder if that's any good. Uh, we'll find out. Um, so RPGs releasing this coming week. We got Magma Mag Maglam Lord uh, PC May thirtieth. Soldiers, I think that's uh, yeah. With the spelling off, um, Soul Deers. So I imagine 
super horror, supernatural thing. PS5, PS4, Xbox S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC June 2nd. But that is it. All right. So not a whole lot going on right now, but, you know, things are about to heat up this summer, I believe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, that's it for the news. So we are going to move on to our outro. the Final Fantasy VII Epic Trap remix of Let the Battles Begin, produced by NDO and Mari. You can find that on YouTube. Um, That's going to be it for today's episode. Next week, it's going to be a little tumultuous. My, you know, I'm moving. Things are crazy in my life right now. But I think it's going to be another, like, quick news episode with Rich and I. Yay. We'll see. (laughs) One more reminder for the RPG Club. Uh, The current game is Final Fantasy XIII, and the checkpoint is to complete Chapter 5, which is the Gapra Whitewood. You'll know you're done when you see a scene where snow boards an airbike. That is due Sunday, May 29th. Moving on to our plugs. You can rate and review us on your podcasting service. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, It helps out the show a lot, the algorithms, the formulas. You get reviewed, whether it's good or bad, it gets more eyes on it. But please give us a good review. And tell your friends. We've got some new people in the Discord uh, lately, just from word of mouth, I believe. So uh, it it really helps us a lot to get more ears on the show. So we yeah. appreciate that. Yep. Uh, Patreon is a great way to support the show and helps us uh, do continue doing what we do. Um, you get early episode access, ad free episodes, extra reviews, RPG Club. That is where you get to take part in the nomination and voting for the next club game. And much, much more. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash RPG after years. You guys keep us doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find us streaming the episodes live with our beautiful faces. uh, Usually every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. So that's at twitch.tv slash RPG after years. We'd love for you to join us and be a part of the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback or questions or whatever, you can email the show. Our address is rpgafteryears at gmail.com. And if you'd like to talk to us a little bit more, uh, our Discord is a great way to communicate with everybody in the community. Uh, The link can be found in the show notes or our pinned tweet on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can find the show at RPG Years, and you can reach out to me directly at The Scott Spot. You can find me at HailBlue1569. We want to thank you all to listening to this week's episode. There was a lot of news. Final Fantasy 16 approaches. We're getting some FF7 news soon. Square Enix sold everything, and it was to pay for the uh, the Final Fantasy 6 Terra statue, apparently. Yes. Tune in next week for episode 114, in which we will either be reviewing something or catching up. We don't know yet. I'm, I bought a house. So <laughs> until then, I'm Scott. And I'm Rich. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the RPG After Years. 
Bye. Bye. Bye.